Hey everybody, welcome to the Inspired Action Life Strategies 2020 Vision Coaching Program. You know, it's probably no accident that you found your way here. 2020, or as we know it from this year, has been extremely extraordinary, shall we say, and not always the best connotation. It's really come in like a lion, and I'd really look to send it out like a Liam, but there are certain things that we haven't had any control over that are just kind of playing out and wreaking havoc all over this world, not just in your life, not just in my life, but worldwide. And I don't need to remind you of all of that between the pandemic and all the quarantine and, and a lot of fearful things that are happening, a lot of um, just anxiety, overall anxiety and chaos that has kind of taken over in this world here recently. And it can be overwhelming. I know this because even for a bit, it was beginning to really bombard my life and my mindset on how to be happy, how to maintain forward progress, how to know what to want first, because what does tomorrow look like? What's tomorrow going to bring? I mean, it seems like every day there's a new, you know, tragedy that pops up and, and it's just really been an interesting year for, for that. And it's been very hard to even maintain um, walking that line of hopefulness and belief and peace, inner peace, especially, and just knowing that somehow even regardless of what's going on on the outside of, of my life or of your life, that I can still find a way to kind of come above it and maintain some peace. So how does that happen? And that's kind of a lot to, to start with because you're like, sure, how do you get there? I mean, that's easier said than done. And what do you even mean by that? I get it. In this coaching program, we're going to be starting from the ground up. And what we're not going to do is talk about the environment around us. Because in order to get to our full and highest self and our highest purpose for our life, we can't talk about the circumstances. We can't talk about what everyone else thinks, what everyone else is doing, what everyone else feels. It's really not about them when we are trying to change our own lives. Okay, so that's the very first thing that you need to understand that you can look around and say, well, because of this, I'm not happy. And because of them, I'm not happy. And they're doing this to me. And now I don't have this opportunity because all of this chaos is going on. And I, you know, so on and so forth. And all of those are valid. Everything that you're saying is valid. And I'm not here to invalidate any hardship that you're going through right now. Um, any heartache that you're experiencing right now, I'm not about invalidating that whatsoever. What I am about is changing my mind and changing your mind on what the path forward looks like. We can't go back and change it. Sometimes we can't even change what's going on right now. But what we can do is decide to change what happens next. Okay, so many of us don't even know that this is possible. And I didn't even know this was possible just a few years back. I, I was 
living life minute by minute, probably as many of you are, feeling stuck, feeling what's next, feeling is it ever going to be better than this? And it's not that you have to be in a situation where things are horrible. It's not even that. I mean, you know, a lot of people do have a real horrible situation going on in their life, but many of us just feel like, Bleh. I'm bored. I am bored. I feel like there's nothing left for me. I don't know. I'm not enjoying my job. I am not, it's not fulfilling. It's just giving me a paycheck in return for my time spent there. And that's really all that is. It's a means to an end which is necessary, of course, because we all need money and we all need income in order to survive, right? So we need this. But can we actually love what we do? Some do. Can we actually consider what we're good at and want to do? Can we even, crazy thought, get paid for doing what we want to do or what we feel like we're good at? Is that possible? I would say, yes, it is. And as the modules go on, we're going to discuss examples of people who are doing just that. If that's something that really is holding you down. Some people just want peace. They aren't happy in their relationships, whether it's a marriage or just a long-term relationship. Maybe things aren't going well with your family or your children, and there's relationship hurdles that you're trying to overcome. I get all of that. And that can lead to that feeling of being closed in, that feeling of being buried, sad, not at the highest level of you see other people living happy lives and like, oh gosh, we had the greatest time. And they have all this enthusiasm when they describe things to you. You know what I'm talking about? Those people, everything I used to call it at that time, like, oh, the sun's always shining at so-and-so's house, you know? And why was I even acting like that? Well, I know why I was acting like that because they had something, they had enthusiasm and they had spirit that I wanted, but I didn't have. Why didn't I have that? It's not that I've been inherently negative or I wasn't like a negative person inherently, but I clearly wasn't happy. I, I don't know. I can't explain to you why I wasn't happy, but I wasn't happy. And I know that you probably also can't put your finger on what it is or why does everyone else have these great relationships or these great husbands or these great boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever happy experience that you are seeing them have and you aren't doing what's wrong with me. Why can I not attract that kind of situation? What is faulty and wrong with me? A million questions I know many of you have about your own life when you look around because you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else. But name, plug in any situation that you want to. The same rule applies. The rule is, is that all of those things start and end with you and you changing you first. Because if you don't hear anything else that I say, I need you to hear this. You are responsible for your own decision to be happy. It is your responsibility. Controversial? Maybe. 
contentious, possibly, crazy, might be to you, but to me, it's perfectly sane. What many of us do is we project our need for happiness, our need for fulfillment, our need for validation, our need for love onto other people and say, you fill that need because I'm not capable of filling it myself. So you need, it's your job now. Here, you take it, your job. Oh, you're not doing a good enough job. Nope, that's terrible. You're failing at that. No. You know, so you put all of these expectations on everyone else to make you happy, to make you feel valuable, to make you feel valid, and you take no responsibility whatsoever to start changing you. When in fact, that sounds really harsh, but it's actually excellent news. Do you know why? Because now your future and your happiness is actually in your hands. It's in your control now. It's not everyone else's problem to deal with. That's the great news because now forever in a day, once you learn to master it, once you learn to master your mindset and master your life, you will never be at the mercy of somebody else or something else or the world and the craziness going on in this world. You will never be looking outward for your happiness. It all starts in here. You knowing yourself, you hearing your own words, hearing and seeing your own thoughts and changing them. And once you do that, then everything else on the outside looks different. It may not actually be different. So if someone were to come into your life, they may not see that your outward um, environment has changed, but what's gonna change is you. And the important thing is that it looks different to you. Do you understand what I mean? Okay, so that's kind of like an overview of what we're going to look to accomplish. The steps, how do I do that? How do I recognize how to start? Where do I start, right? Because I didn't know, I just knew that I wasn't happy. I just knew that I, I, wasn't, I wasn't unhappy like I, I loved my life situation in terms of I was a mom, I had three great kids, they're, they're living happy and prosperous and ab abundant lives in and of themselves. I was married, still am, um, had, had a good life from outward appearances, but there was so much stuff inside, inside me that needed to be dealt with. Hurt, invalidation, self-confidence, fear, um, some anxiety, but mostly it was self-doubt. It was confidence issues, um, performance things like in my career. I had a lot of nervousness and um, self-doubt about, you know, what the career path that I was in. Plus, I wasn't happy. So I kept winding up in jobs that were just like, <sighs> they were good jobs for somebody else. They just weren't meant for me. And I didn't know that, you know, and some of them I was really good at. Some of them I really wasn't that good at. Um, and I knew that, which of course paralyzed me and crippled me even more, right? Because I knew I was like, oh, I'd be terrible at this job. I am terrible, you know, and I'm struggling inside while trying to maintain a composure on the outside. Like, I got this. I'm good. I got this. <laughs> well, that was all a show. Okay. Because 
some of them it wasn't a show because I really was okay with it. I just didn't love it. Like, could I do this job for the rest of my life? What was I really accomplishing by doing this job other than getting a paycheck? Did I feel like I was making a difference? Or was I just a cog in the wheel? That's how I felt. I was a cog in the wheel. So that led to a lot of my unhappiness, which really kind of put a spotlight on the fact that I had confidence issues. And I don't mean like, you know, self-confidence, like I'm embarrassed to walk down the street, but just of my uh, abilities or capabilities. And so I would, I would run and hide. And so that was really crippling. And then I allowed people to treat me a certain way because I lacked confidence. Um, you allow you know, relationships in your life to be sometimes, not all of them, of course, not all of them. I have some great relationships, awesome friendships, lifelong friendships that I love. But certain relationships, there would be this way where you would walk away and feel like, I always feel like I'm being insulted somehow by this person, or I'm always kind of like the butt of the jokes. And how did I become the punchline? I'm not sure how I always let myself become the punchline, but I did. I was always the punchline. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how I ended up in this place. But you know, you use humor to deflect certain ways that you feel in your own heart, right? I know many of you do. Okay, so you that's your way of going, oh ha, ha you know, whatever. Or if you're too serious, then of course you're called out for being so serious and so sensitive, right? And I didn't want to be that. And I had relationships where that was the case. I have a lot of sensitive people that I was always walking on eggshells and, and things like that, that that's not a fun relationship necessarily. It, it was an energy taking relationship. I didn't discover that until later on, but I'm just saying, how did I arrive at that place of, of unfulfillment stuck? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my job? I, I need to feel like I have a purpose or that I'm doing something that I was born to do. Okay, so like I really needed to feel like I was born to do this. So when you're at that place, there's just this interesting kind of dynamic that happens. I don't know whether it's kind of like a, a God thing, magical thing. I, I don't know. Energy, universe, whatever your belief system is, there just always seems to be that rescue boat that comes by. And there is something that will happen that will lead you to the information that you A, never knew, B, will blow your mind, C, that you need, and will just eat it up like, like you're the most ravenously hungry person that ever was on this earth. You will eat and gobble this information up so that you can enlighten yourself, enlighten your mind, enlighten your excitement and your enthusiasm and what is possible and you will move forward and I'm going to tell you what else is going to happen. It's going to be crazy, but you will never look back. You will never look back. Never. Because what's in front of you is so much more cooler and so much more exciting and, and energetic than what's behind you. Okay. So everything going ahead has possibility for amazingness when you get to this place and when you get this secret or this knowledge or whatever it is that you want to call it, I always call it kind of like the secret. And now I feel like I have points of magic that are happening around me all the time. So, but you know why? I have eyes to see them now. I can clearly see them now and I'm looking for them. Okay. So how does this happen? Well, 
how it happened for me, and it could be different for you, of course, um, how it happened for me is once I was just feeling this, this way, I, I started, it was, it, it had been a process. It had been this process of rediscovering myself, um, reclaiming my, um, confidence, reclaiming my ability to stretch my courage muscle and to stretch myself. So I really had this, this journey. I was on this journey, um, to really feel make myself feel valid again, feel living on the edge a little bit without being crazy, you know, doing something completely nuts or whatever, but just having this feeling of I am testing the waters. I am stretching my boundaries, getting out of the common, you know, every day, day in, day out routine. Okay. So the very first thing that I started to notice started to change in me is I wanted to do something that made me feel a little scared. So that's the best and the fastest way to look for change is to do something that makes you feel nervous and scared and hits right at the heart of your weakest point, which for me was confidence, right? So what did I do? Well, here's what I did. I went out and I decided I am going to do something that, what do I love to do? Well, I don't know. Because somebody asked me, what do you love to do? Or what are your hobbies? And I was like, hmm, good question. I actually don't have any. There's another clue, okay? There's another clue. You have no hobbies. Your hobbies is helping everybody else, I bet. Doing the best work at your job being the best mom, Pinterest mom, doing the best lunches for your kids and being, you know, just the perfect parent, um, you know, being, keeping a nice house, like your housekeeping skills are very organized and whatever. I struggled in that area. Um, <laughs> I, I still do. It's an ongoing battle, but I've also tackled that along my journey, but we'll talk about that. But I, I enjoy the challenge of it now, you know, but it didn't come easy, but some people it does because some people are very organized, you know, but that was just one of my challenge areas. We'll get to that. So what I decided to do, which hit right at the heart of, I was like, what did I love to do? Well, when I was little, I went back to trying to remember what was some of the things I liked to do when I was young, when I didn't have all these inhibitions when I wasn't thinking that the world was judging me or I wasn't worried about everyone's, why is she doing that? Or she's not even good. Look at her. You know, that type of thing, all of their judgments and their, their negativity and, you know, all of the reasons that we don't do what we want to do. You know, all of those, you feel them, you wear them, you, you become them, whether you know it or not, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk how to peel back those layers, but we're not there yet. So for me, what I decided to do, I don't know how I came to this, is I decided that I always wanted to um, be one of those people who kept up with, but never did because I was always not confident enough, ballet. So I looked up and tried to find somewhere around our city that had um, adult ballet. Of course, I didn't want it to be exactly in my suburb because naturally I was still trying to avoid everybody, right? And I didn't want to be have the highlight on me like, what? wait a minute, what are you doing here? Okay, because I haven't taken ballet since I've been about, I don't know, eight, maybe nine, 
somewhere around there, somewhere around there. So, you know, the basic ballet, there's all of the basic stances, the, you know, poses, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth pose. And I hadn't done any of that and couldn't even remember it. But you know what? I was like, I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for the, maybe the 11 or 12 year old self when I started to realize that the world is judging me, when like the scales fell off my eyes and I realized that people can be really mean and people try to hurt you. And you, you feel that and you wear those scars from things that happened to you when you were young. I mean, earlier than 12, I'm just saying like my 12 year old self, when I, when I probably dropped out of all of those kind of, um, activities because I was like, Oh, I just, I don't feel like I'm as good as everybody else. And I started to notice that I'm lacking somehow and they're better than me. And so therefore that means I better quit. Okay. So that's when the cycle started. All right. For me, that's when it started. The pattern started to build. Well, I don't want to try that because I'll probably fail and I don't know how to fail. I can't fail. I have fear of failure. I don't want to fail. So I was going back to redeem that 11 or 12 year old girl, me, who had changed the whole course of her life because I was afraid to fail. I didn't know how to fail and then get up, dust myself off and be better because of it. Nope. I didn't know how to do that. Mine was cut and run. Bye. I quit. I quit. If I'm not the best here <laughs> and if I'm not as good as everybody else, or if I have to suddenly be embarrassed and, you know, hear like, you know, like so-and-so talking about, I'm done. Goodbye. Okay, so I went back and did it for her. So I knew I was going to walk in there. I knew on that very first class, so they started it in the fall, of course, you know, their, their new, brand new season. They started in the fall, and your girl was there at the bar, not having any idea what to wear. What do you wear? Like, I didn't even know what does an adult wear to ballet class who's not an actual official dancer and doesn't do recitals and things like that. So Everything from what the heck am I going to wear was a problem. Um, where am I going to park? It was kind of in a more urban area. So parking was a little bit questionable. Um, where am I going to go to park and all of that kind of stuff. So I used all of those little hiccups to, um, you know, like could have scared me away, but I was determined to do this. Okay. So I did it. So I went into the class. I wore yoga pants, by the way and like a yoga shirt, you know, like a loose fitting shirt, whatever. But um, I don't know. I just was like, oh, tie something around my butt. Because of course, you know, I didn't want to be standing at the bar and then like going, oh, you girl, you don't look like a ballet dancer, you know, that kind of thing. I wasn't interested in having any judgment on me. I would have loved to have just been invisible and just did it. But that would have defeated the whole purpose of doing it and gaining confidence in myself and going, I don't care what any of you think. Okay. Cause that was the difference. I had to come in and go, I don't give a crap. If you do think I don't belong here, if you do recognize very quickly that I have no idea what I'm doing and that I'm three combinations behind you. Okay. So you've already moved on to the next combination and I'm still at the first one because I'm like, Oh, what was I supposed to do? Uh, you know, leg out point, right. You know, um, I did not know. <laughs> so I had to decide that I don't give a crap because I'm not here to please all of you. I'm here to please me. Okay. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for my 11 year old self. Okay. So I need 
to do this to in order to build my confidence back up. I needed to be scared because that's the only way, just like they always say with like a diamond, how a diamond is made, pressure needs to be applied. In order for a diamond to be made, there has to be pressure because nothing is molded and formed without some pain. Think about that. Childbirth. A child isn't brought forth into the world without some sort of pain. There has to be pressure. There has to be pressure in order to get that child into the world. There has to be pressure to create a beautiful diamond. There has to be wear and tear and work and, and all kinds of forces of nature at work in order to form that diamond. Okay. And then when you're blowing like a beautiful piece of glass with glass blowers, there has to be heat and, and energy. They're blowing glass in there. There has to be all kinds of action and pressure in order to make the finished product. Okay. So nothing ever worth having ever comes easy. You just have to embrace that it has to have contrast. You must experience pain and uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable situation in order to really get real long lasting change and progress. And that's what reminded me and why I decided to, instead of going down with the 2020 mantra, oh, this year sucks and what else is gonna happen? It's a disaster, can we just go to 2021? And believe me, I wanted to because there's been a lot of unpleasant things that have already happened in my life personally for 2020. But I'm not going down like that, okay? I'm changing the narrative. I have decided that it is happening for me, not to me, for me, for my good, for my long and lasting change. And it is happening for you as of today when you make that decision that all of this chaos going on around you is happening to apply pressure into your life because you need to make changes you have to make changes and without changes you are going to get more of the same change nothing and nothing changes but start changing things experience a little discomfort and the payoff is greater than you can imagine Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? So that is the first part of this first module that I want to make sure you hear is that finding that place of recognizing that you're just existing, that you're just surviving in life and that's why you don't feel happy, you don't feel sad, you don't feel anything. You're just numb. I'm not happy, I'm not sad, I'm not up, I'm not down, I'm not fulfilled, I'm not feeling like I'm lacking, I'm just nothing, blah. I just feel like I'm invisible. So the first step you take is change something and be scared about the change. Do something that's very uncertain. Okay, so take that first step, is find something that you know that you always wanted to try, but never had the confidence to try, do it do it because that is where the real ball starts to get rolling and it starts to pick up speed 
And then once you start to do that, suddenly newer opportunities find their way to you. Why? Because it started with you. Now, if your problem was a bad relationship and then you still are trying to do something, you know, you still went to this ballet class, even though it had nothing to do with building your relationship. But what it did do is decide that I want to feel valid. So, cause sometimes in relationships, the thing that throws them off is you don't feel loved enough or you don't feel validated. You don't feel respected enough. Like they give too much attention to their phone or to their hobbies or to their work and not to you. So there's something that's out of balance and you need some attention. You don't need all their attention, but you need some attention, some, but it's more for like validation. Like you are my partner. Let's have fun together instead of having fun separately. Let's find some ways to have fun together. Well, you must first understand how to have fun all by yourself. Okay. So this is one way of doing it. Go out there and try something new. Try something different that you've always wanted to try, but you've made a thousand excuses. Oh, I don't have time. I know I'm going to be terrible at it. Everyone's going to like, look at me like, oh my God, I'm going to be a complete clown. You know, that whole thing. Right? Well, that might happen. All of those things might happen, but you no longer care because you're impervious now. You are fortified. You are strong because you are going in with a different mindset, not to please and impress everyone else, but to please and impress yourself. You now lead with yourself. You don't lead with trying to impress and dazzle everyone around you and get a reaction like, oh, you're really cool. You're going to go do that. Oh, that's really cool. That's a nice side benefit if it happens, but sometimes it doesn't. You might still be invisible to these people that you're trying to put on a dog and pony show for. But the idea now is that you no longer put on dog and pony shows for anyone else. You go out and do things to impress you. Okay? So that is the first step. Go do something fun. Change something up. Go do something that stretches you a little bit. And then see how that feels. Because then once you conquer that, as I said, that just starts the momentum going and the ball starts rolling. This is what happened with me. But the best part of the story is yet to come. That was just me fumbling my way from like, like inner knowledge, knowing to do that, but not really knowing why I should. The why was the most exciting part. Okay. So like the why is the best part of the story, but I didn't know what my why was yet. I just knew that okay, I'm going to start with this and see what happens. So that's what I did. So I went to this um, ballet and I kept through the entire fall session of that. And it was so fun. I looked forward to it. Um, it really was surprisingly a lot of work because we're using muscles that you don't normally use. You isolate a lot of muscles. There's a lot of jumping. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, like isolating things. So you, you get a full body workout, even though it seems like you wouldn't you do. So it was a nice benefit to also get a workout out of it, but I was doing it for the craft of ballet, to relearn the craft of ballet and just to conquer that. Okay. So I could remember choreography so I could get better at, at remembering choreography and mem remembering combinations and, and things like that, because it's great for the brain too. So there was a lot of ups for me. There was just a lot of high side for me to do this. So that's why it was one of the things that I chose. Okay. So that started out my journey. However, 
I didn't see it as a big journey, like a quest or anything like that. It was just something that I was doing to make myself feel better at that time. But what I really didn't know was the mindset part of it, the full embracing of the mindset. And that came later on. And so we're going to get to that point now. So I'm going to fast forward that but still ask you to try something that scares you because that gets the ball rolling. But here's the, here's the next part. Now, once you're on that track, you find information that is valuable to you. Okay. So I found, came across, talked to a couple different people that were suddenly, I saw their lives changing, but I didn't know what it was like, like they're acting different. Um, I don't know, maybe a little more distant, um, a little more uh, like, no, I don't have time to go out or I'm not going to call you, you know, less communicative and something was definitely going on. And I knew they were having some struggles in their life. So I was attributing it to the fact that they were having some struggles and some relationship issues and some family issues that they were going through. I was attributing it to that. But what I did not know was that they were going through like, a metamorphosis they were going through a change that eventually I found myself doing and I wanted to know what are you doing and how are you doing it and what is it like what I, I couldn't understand what it was they were going through so I talked to one of those people and um, and I was able to get her to meet with me and we began to talk about understanding life from a different perspective Okay. So, you know, you've all heard of like positive mindset and, um, you know, positivity and how, you know, that's kind of like all the rage and, you know, mindset matters and whatever, but none of us really knows what that is until we actively seek out information for that. Okay. So I didn't know. And, um, I was trying to understand, well, what does that have to do with what's going on in your life right now because clearly there's some stuff going on in your life because I can see you're different. I can tell in the way that you interact with me that there is a, a calmness. There is a peace. There is a, um, a wisdom. There was something like a, like a wisdom or like an empowerment and less reactionary, less emotional, less like so fly off the handle or oh, I'm so mad at you and this person did this to me. And all of that stopped when before that was going on a ton with this person, but then it all stopped. Like, like, well, so like, what are you, what's going on with you? Or like, you seem so different. What is it? What am I sensing that's different? Even the energy with it, you know, how like you can feel people's energy, even though you don't realize that's what you're feeling. You know, like when someone's in a bad mood, you can feel it. Okay. That's energy. All right, so now you're going to be, when you start to get in this way of life, you're going to understand energy a little bit more, and you're going to start feeling it a lot deeper than what you normally would. Okay, so, so anyway, her energy was different, and I needed to understand why. So, so we began to talk, and she was, kept saying, like, next level understanding of life. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I had always been raised in, in the Christian church and I understand, you know, the Bible and, and looking at the world through, um, 
biblical eyes and um, in biblical terms and, and the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. So I was like, are you talking about that or um, biblical wisdom? Or she's like, yes, but, but it's, it's, it's even more pervasive than that. And so I, I wasn't quite understanding what she was talking about exactly, but what she was meaning she got the main points across to me and then the journey began to myself. She ended up sending me some websites to look at. She sent me some podcasts to listen to. Um, she sent me a couple like email chains of, of influencers and teachers and podcasters and things that she had been listening to just so I could understand what do you mean? Because it was almost like she was saying like thoughts become things. Like, I was like, blow, like my mind was blown. Like, what do you mean? Like, like you're magic or like you're doing like magic. <laughs> like I, I couldn't, I didn't have any other frame of reference, but it's like, she's like, whatever, once you sit back and start to really categorize and catalog what your thoughts are, then thoughts, your thoughts become things. And that then gives you power. So I was like, hmm. So in other words, she's like, for instance, like if I, so she was giving some examples, like if you, um, I don't know, and anything like, oh, stuff is, oh, it's going to be a terrible day today. Okay. Like, oh, I am dreading this day. It's going to be a terrible day. Well, the thought, the prevailing thought is it's going to be a terrible day. So my actions are going to be that of a person who is having a terrible day. So the result is it will feel like a terrible day. Okay. You get that super easy, simple, simple, but yet profound. Now, if you chose to work that through every thought you had during the day and you chose to change every one of those thoughts, how could your life be different? What if you said, when you're looking out into the day, and let's say it's a really rainy day, so this, let's make this a little more challenging. It's a really rainy day. None of us likes to be out in the rain, especially like when we have like a work meeting and we know we're gonna get rained on going from the car to the building, you know, and then your hair is gonna be all a mess and then, oh, you're gonna encounter traffic, you know, that kind of thing, back when we had in-person meetings, right? hopefully we'll get there one day again but for now we're doing a lot of this stuff but you know you're having all these challenges and then you're thinking like oh this person's gonna be horrible to deal with and blah 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 and you know this about this person but instead you decided this is gonna be great this is gonna be great I'm gonna have a great day I've decided that this is gonna be a great meeting even though the rest of it looks like ugly it's gonna be a great meeting I don't know why it's just going to be it's going to be great. I'm going to feel great. I'm going to be lucid, clear-minded. I, I mean, my coffee is going to be great. It's going to be hot and warm and comforting. I am going to be on fire in this meeting. I'm going to rapid call, recall all of the information that I need for this meeting to be effective. And I'm going to be my highest self at this meeting. I am going to deliver my highest performance because I've decided. Now, isn't that different? It's different, right? So, I mean, it, it's different. Thoughts become things, all right? So then the other thing I was thinking of is like, okay, so 
I had to go back that night and I was thinking of like situations in my life where I know that I tend to be more of a pragmatic person. So my natural personality is to not be so woo woo woo, but um, to be enthusiastic, but to be very practical and pragmatic. Like always try to think of the things that could go wrong. I'm one of those. Well, this could go wrong. All right. And I got to prepare for this. So I always have to think about the things that could go wrong instead of focusing on the things that will go right. No, no, no. I would always be like, this could go wrong. So I'll tell you a quick story before I wrap this up. And then we're going to start talking about feelings in the next module and how it all starts from your thoughts and feelings. When you start to create your path forward. That'll be the next module, but let me leave you with a little story of how thoughts really impact the outward results of what's going on in your life. This is a funny one, but it's still very relevant and pertinent to this topic. Okay, so a couple of us moms were taking our sons on a senior trip for, um, for their high school graduation. Okay, so we were going on the senior trip. We were going to go to um, like an island, and so it required us to all have passports. I had not had a passport um, done for a while, so I needed to get a passport, and I needed to get one for my son. So, you know, I'm all, you know, playing that all out, going, okay, I've got to get in front of that. i got to make sure I have that well ahead of the day, because what if it doesn't get to us in time, of course, you know. Of course, I had to be like, what if it doesn't? I had to go with the worst case scenario, right? Okay, so, so, but that, that's, that's good. I mean, to plan and be organized, that's, that's a good thing. So anyway, I got my passport. We're fine. So, um, so now here's the day of the trip and we're all getting ready. We're going to ride in a van together to the airport and, um, and get this trip started. And everyone else is just having a woohoo, good old time. Me, I'm over here worrying like all the things that could go wrong. Oh God, you know, my boarding pass and you know I hope that you know there's no hiccups at the border and your customs or whatever okay so the two things I worried about in my head were my boarding pass getting my boarding pass and getting through customs so I was flustered all worried so I couldn't even let go of everything and go and have fun like the rest of them because they were all just loose and free hey all the other moms having themselves a good time me I'm all up in my head I'm thinking of all the things that could go wrong Remember, I'm, this is all I'm seeing is what could go wrong instead of enjoying what's going right. No, 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 not me. I had to worry about what's going wrong. So naturally, we get a connecting flight. Um, uh, or no, we get to the airport. Um, I go up to get my boarding pass out of that machine. You know, the, the cell thing. Of course, it's not accepting. <laughs> it's not accepting my sons and our, our tickets. Like, our tickets, everyone else got theirs through and they're getting ready to go through like the, um, the line, you know, the, um, whatever line to where they wand you and all of that kind of stuff. Um, why, why I can't pull that security. Hello security. Meanwhile, I'm still fussing at the counter and there's tons of people there. Cause this was like a real high travel day, of course. And my boarding pass thing, my ticket is not taking I do it like three or four times. Of course, I had worried myself into the exact scenario in the exact situation that I feared the most. And I worried myself right into it. No one else had that happen because they weren't worried about it. But it's as if I brought that situation 
directly to my doorstep. I brought it to me. I just pulled it into me. I used all my energy for the negative. Yeah, I pulled that whole situation to me. So of course I'm flustered and it just ruined my whole, like, oh my God, wait. You know, they're all going to the gate and my son's like looking at me like, are you serious with this? Like, oh my God. Yeah, of course it was me. So um, I had to get one of the attendants and we got it all sorted out and we, you know, got that figured out. We got to security, we got through the gate. Okay, yay, okay. Now we've made it, now we're on our way. Well, now we've landed in the island security thing or we, our plane has landed, but now we've got to go through customs. <clears throat> Can you guess? Can you guess who got stopped at customs? Yeah, me, I got stopped. Of course I did. Of course I did, because I was just, after the whole chaos at the airport, because usually, here, let me give you some context. Usually when I travel, my husband does all of this stuff, okay? And so he's always taking care of the tickets and doing it for everybody, so I don't really overthink it too much. I just sit back and make sure everyone else has got everything. You know, I do all of that kind of stuff with like the suitcases and make sure everyone's got their suitcases and when we're traveling as a family. So I would never do that. So of course I had uncertainty about it. So I was unclear about it. I had fear about it. And then I drew the worst case scenario to me. Now let's fast forward. We get to customs. Who gets stopped? Yeah, me. I got stopped. I got wanded. Something wasn't going on with my passport. Something wasn't showing up as they needed it. I don't even know because I hadn't been through customs in so long. I didn't know what they were looking for or what the problem was. I had no idea. I had no idea. All I know is I got stopped. So, of course, and so then they had to wait to bring in whoever else into the customs. Like, what? What? What did I do? I don't even know what the problem actually was. I swear to goodness, there was no problem. The only reason that it happened is because I believed it would. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened to me. So that was an... That was like such an aha moment, like a lightning bolt moment. Once she told me about how thoughts become things, that night I started to think about things and I'm going... Oh my God, that is, that, that was on instant recall. Cause that hadn't happened too long before that. That was probably like the year before that, that that happened. So that was pretty fresh in my mind. It's a funny story to tell, but at the time it's really kind of sad as to why it happened because I brought it to me <laughs> because thoughts become things. And that's the exact thought I was watering. And that's exactly what grew negative, 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 negative. I couldn't just relax and let go. I'll handle whatever. I got this. What could go wrong? It's going to be great. My traveling partner was that person. The it's going to be great. What could go wrong? We'll talk about her in the next module because that was a huge, huge, important transition for me in this journey. And it's going to be huge for you too. So please, the two things I would encourage you to do before we get to this next module is take stock of your life. Take stock of your feelings and your feelings of overwhelmed or your feelings of fear, your feelings of being stuck and what's next and is there anything great that's gonna happen or is it always just going to be blow after blow? And decide to reframe everything that's going on in your life and once you get it settled out, start to write it out, we're gonna talk about that on the next module about vision boards and um, planning and things like this to really get our minds straight. Okay, so we're gonna talk about that on the next one. But just know that once you decide that something needs a change, take a controlled 
move and do something that's interesting that would make you feel really like scared but excited for me ballet but maybe you want to go and run and try and run a mile or something if you're not a runner or, or go to a class that's out of your you know fitness level or or whatever i know those are a little fewer and far between because of all of this you know social distancing and things but try something that is out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there for ridicule and then allow yourself to not care if you get ridiculed and i guarantee you little word up no one's ridiculing you you just think they are because you always think all eyes are on you but the reality is no one's paying any attention to you you'll find that out later too so um that's a fun little side note but anyway that's going to be what we're going to work on next but you need to a do something that scares you, sort everything out, understand how you're feeling right now, go do something to kind of change the status quo, do something that sort of scares you, and also understand what kind of thoughts you think every day. Do you think from a glass half empty or a glass half you know, full? What kind of person are you? Because I think you're going to be really surprised to find out what kind of person you actually are when you do. It's not what you say on the outside. It's what you think on the inside. Because when you think no one else is listening to you because they can't hear you, of course, because they're all thoughts in your head. What do you really think? You need to get really real with yourself. Because that's going to be the first clue as to why you are living the life that you're living. And you're in the position that you are feeling stuck and needing to hear some coaching from me right now. This didn't happen by accident, okay? This was all very much ordained. <laughs> so I guarantee you, they're called a divine appointments, and this is a divine appointment. So this is the beginning of your new life, and you are not going to believe what is possible when you decide it's possible. And I'm going to teach you step by step how that happens, and I'm so excited to do it because I found this information the hard way, and so I can't wait to share it with other people because I think that's why I needed to go through some things so that I could help others that are now going through the same thing I was. So these transitions in life, transitions are so hard. We're gonna talk about those. So, but let's do this in baby steps. Take stock of your life, take stock of your emotions, change something now, do something a little scary so you can get the mojo going, okay? Get that energy moving, all right? Let's change something up, change it, change it today. And then also be really real and brutal with yourself. What are your thoughts about yourself? And the thoughts that you're trying to project on other people like, you need to treat me better. Well, you're not treating yourself very good. You look in the mirror, do you go, oh, you're beautiful. Or do you go, so gross, you're so fat. Look at this, look at your you know, stomach and look at your legs, ooh, disgusting. How is anyone ever going to feel good about themselves if that's the stuff they're telling themselves in the mirror when no one else is looking and no one else is around? How do you expect to be a person to be respected when you don't even respect you? Amazing revelation, isn't it? Completely amazing. So anyway, until the next time, I'm going to leave you with those two steps. And then the next module, we're going to see what comes next and how we continue that path forward and how you find your best, highest purpose-filled life 
and the most fulfilled that you have ever been. And I guarantee you, it doesn't take a lot. It's shocking, but it doesn't. So love you guys. Do everything that you need to do to focus on yourself. And I've got you and I can't wait to the next time. And I'm going to even bring props to kind of show you and give you ideas because I'm a real visual person. I'm a visual learner. And if you are too, then you're going to like this. So take care everybody and have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks.